it slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another created career club. Wow. That was, that was a, yeah, okay, let's start this again. We're back for another Creators Collective. And this week is going to be a very interesting week. This will probably be a shorter version because we are down a person. Man down, man down. Zach is not here with us. Um, so we will uh, we'll play the bugle and uh, mourn his loss, but uh, we will carry on without him. And we're, we will. We will. And we're not as loquacious as our <laughs> southern friend. Uh, well, I do want to say uh, thank you to our patrons on Patreon, particularly Darren Mates, uh, Caleb Harris, and uh, you can make this too. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, excuse me, Carol, Caleb. Wow. You I'm are having a hard time story. today. <laughs> Caleb Harris from You Can Make This Too, and John from John Made It. Uh, thank you, guys. And if you would like to join our patrons and get your name mentioned up there, you can find us on patreon.com backslash creators collective. Um, I do want to uh, say that we are now on SoundCloud, so you can find us iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and all those fun places. And you can join us live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. And we will be doing the live on YouTube, so you can find us on uh, on YouTube and actually see our faces. <laughs> Join the chat, and that's where we have a lot of fun. Usually our questions come from that chat, so it is a, a good time to have with all. And usually at this point, I try and make Zach stutter by saying, hey, what's up, Zach? <laughs> but we'll skip that. Will, what you got? Uh, let's see. What am I working on? I'm working on uh, a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff is happening right now. Uh, work got started on our pool Last week, I talked about that, um, and it's uh, quite sizable. It looks a lot different with a hole in the ground and the walls up. Um, And they had to pull off this week uh, to go finish a different job. They're going to come back next week. So I've been lining up. um, I've been kind of designing the space around it and getting my elevations and uh, trying to make trying to make it all work with the landscape that's there, um, different levels, different elevations, you know, from where the pool height had to be because of the downhill and, you know, making the in-ground pool stay in ground and not above ground. Um, is that, are those steel walls or is that like the concrete form? Uh, those are steel walls. Yeah. And then they'll pour concrete in the bottom. Um, and then they brace those walls and then, uh, uh, a liner, a vinyl liner will go, will sit over all of that um, and kind of nest in. And then the floor, uh, fill and pour concrete for the pool deck and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, Um, no, I I took a break from the uh, walnut dining table to put together um, that live edge bench, uh, which is a mulberry top and a white oak base with the base, um, I guess splayed. We talked. We've talked about this before. What's the difference between splay and rake? Um, One has di- tines. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the the direction of the the tilt of the legs. Is it 
Splay is out and Rake is front to back. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Mm. Um, I've never so gotten much into chairs, so. Okay. I, I would say the Rake, then, of the chairs. Um, it's a six-degree... Uh, the bench has a six degree rake on the legs and then um, all the joints are half laps. And then I did a trestle across the bottom and kept it just proud of the uh, stretchers on the basically side assemblies of the bench. And I put a chamfer on all of those. And it's just, a, a I just really like that detail. It was like a, I made it that way because I wanted to. And it just adds that little bit of where it just doesn't blend in. Um, and just kind of all look like white oak, but it gives some nice shadow lines. Um, so uh, that's all sanded. I'm going to put finish on that today. Uh, lots, lot, I have to look at my cheat sheet here. Um, <laughs> uh, I got the okay to start the project um, for toolstoday.com. I'm building a media cabinet for them. Um, and that'll have an interesting detail where it's going to have basically three com compartments with shelves in it. And then it'll have um, two doors that will slide in dados to cover uh, either the center panel or the outside panels, the outside compartments. Um, and that uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to make that out of. Maybe white Oak, maybe quarter sawn white Oak, maybe, Ash, uh, I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, but also, uh, Total Boat contacted me from Jamestown Distributors. Um, they make a, all sort of boating epoxies uh, and are trying to get into the woodworking, uh, more into the woodworking realm with uh, people using their epoxies. So they sent me uh, kind of a goodie box to try out to see if I like their epoxies. Um, and in that talk... Uh, I said, if I like your epoxies, you know, would you want to sponsor a video? I've been thinking for a long time about making a cedar strip canoe and Ooh. they, yeah, they jumped all over that there. They said, you know, that would be perfect for our brand because, you know, we're a boating epoxy company trying to get into woodworking and that kind of ties everything in together. And so that kind of made me go, oh crap, now I have to build a cedar strip canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, along with everything else, putting in a pool and building the pool house and all that jazz. Um, and I, I'll, uh, I should be getting a knife grinder today, um, from Grizzly. Uh, and I'm excited to try my hand at some knife making. Uh, I think I'm going to make a paring knife first, something that's not too big, um, but is still pretty utilitarian because we do a lot of cooking in my house. Um, uh, and as much as I like, you know, tactical knives and things, I, I don't find them practical in my everyday use. Um, I carry a small pocket knife on me, uh, but I'd like to make something useful. And I might try to do a collaboration with somebody like uh, uh, Epically A. Justin out in California who makes things out of recycled skateboards. So I might get him to do the, like, recycled skateboard scales for the knife. Um I don't know, but yeah, that's what, that's what's going on with me. <laughs> what's going on with you, James? Yeah, I uh, I was actually looking at uh, Total Boat too myself with uh, possibly switching from West System to to that because I've been I've heard some good things from a few people. But yeah, I I, I, I built um, most of an airplane using West System, so I I know and trust that 
but it'd be kind of interesting to compare the two and see what I like. Well, it's, it's funny because I had just run out of West Systems. Uh, and so I ordered, you know, more of the resin and hardener. And it was sitting in a box on my washer and dryer unopened. And Jamestown Distributors contacted me like the next day and said, we want to be your, your epoxy people and we're going to send you some stuff. And I was like, crap, I just bought $100 worth of <laughs> West Systems. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, right. So. Yeah, so. Oh, that's right. You got you have a, a, a doors you could take the, the canoe out of your, your basement. Yeah, be nice. yeah. I had, a, I had a friend in Pennsylvania who made a cedar strip canoe in his basement. And uh, it was actually a, a longer kayak. And I, I could not figure out how because his, his stairs had a, a decent bend in them to get out. And uh, when he was getting close to getting finished, he said, hey, what are you doing on this, such and such a day in this month? And uh, I said, nothing. So he said, well, okay, we're going to get the kayak out of the basement that day. So, okay. So we went over to his house while well, he had paid for his wife to go on a trip with some other women overnight. And we got there. We got in the living room, took all the furniture off the floor, peeled back the carpet, took up the subfloor, took out one of the joists, brought the, the kayak up between the joists into the living room outside, put the joists back in, put the subfloor and put the carpeting back down all before his wife came. Wow. That's insane. So that was a That's... <laughs> dedication right there. I'm thinking I might have to do the same thing with this table. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, you need some good friends for that table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, let's see. What do I have going on? I got to look at my sheet. Um, Oh, I've got the hand tool build off going on. Uh, just kicked off a couple days ago as of June 1st. So people have between June 1st and July 31st uh, to get in their entries for the build off. And all you have to do is build a tool and then be willing to give it away to someone else. And we're trying to get them into the hands of people who are new into woodworking um, or have less money to, to buy tools, just kind of a way to increase the community. And on top of that, then all of the tools that are being made, the one stipulation is that you have to have a tutorial on how you made the tool. So a video or a uh, blog or image list. Um, and that then creates a bunch of tutorials about how to make hand tools. So it's kind of this, this self-building um, ball that's rolling down the hill. And a, little, a lot of fun. And we've got a, a pile of prizes. Uh, let's see, we have a blue spruce marking knife. We have Lofbrook's, Lofbrook's aprons, um, card scrapers, uh, wood stains, uh, dovetail jigs, carving uh, an entire carving chisel set, um, some epoxy, and actually uh, the epoxy from Total Boat, um, and then possibly be getting a low angle jack. I'm still working on getting that in there. Um, so there's some fun things in that. Wow, that's really cool. How many entries did you have last year? Uh, I think it was 33, so not that many. So it's it's really, okay. really good odds of winning something. Very cool. I might I might uh, make like a marking knife or something or a marking gauge for your hand tool build. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get get some tools into the hands of people that yeah. don't, don't know the Yeah, and the, the cool thing about it is it's open <laughs> to anyone in the world. Um, so if you are in um, – you know, if you're in the UK, then basically, uh, when you go, when the, the person wins your tool, um, you only have to ship it to someone in the UK. You don't have to ship it anywhere else. So your people are only eligible for the tools in the country that they're made. Um, and that way they're, they're still all around the world in most of the, uh, countries that the channel reaches, but, uh, uh, people don't have to ship them all over the world. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, shipping would be insane on on all that stuff. Yeah. Makes it a little easier. Uh, let's see what else I have. I'm kind of taking a break from the table because um, uh, my wife and I are helping out at a local camp this week. So I'm, I'm up there uh, making things for them. But uh, I, I, the videos I have coming out, um, I'm going to be making a whistle, um, something I've wanted to make for a while, just a little wooden whistle, a quick, fun project. Um, and I, I'm kicking myself I didn't bring the kids in on this one because it would have been a fantastic project for the kids. But oh well. Uh, then I'm also going to be making a breadboard and a bread knife. Um, and I want to make a bow knife. Uh, it's been, that's been on my list for a long time. Didn't uh, Le, Le Pique Bois, um, Pat Lap, didn't he make a bow knife or a bow, like a bread knife? Yeah, with a, yeah he made one a while ago. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, is that similar to what you were thinking? Yeah, uh, it's uh, um, slightly different style, but yeah, very similar. I want to make a, a breadboard. Well, what I want to do is, is make the bow knife and then cut out, you know, the, the bowed portion of the wood and then take that portion and glue it to the bread knife, the breadboard. So that the knife houses on the breadboard. Okay. Um, so it's all Very like cool. one kit. So your breadboard, um, will not have breadboards on it. <laughs> what makes it different than just a cutting board? Is it, are you putting the grooves in it like people do? So the crumbs fall through or no, it's, or? it's a, it's a breadboard because there's a bread knife on it. <laughs> cool. All right. That's the qualifier. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a charcuterie board is, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. a charcuterie board. If you put meats on it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cured meats. Uh, so just a couple cool. fun, quick projects, things that uh, probably could be made in a couple hours in the shop. And I thought that would be kind of inspiring and interesting. So we'll, That's cool. We'll that. Speaking of kids kids projects, um, I forgot to mention this uh, a week ago, um, but I recently just made uh, my niece a sword for her birthday. Uh, it had a hard maple blade and walnut scales, and the hilt was also walnut. Uh, but that was a fun little kids project to do quickly. That does sound like fun. I'd like to try that. Although it'd be dangerous yeah. with my kids. I made sure to keep it very, very blunt. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Anything with my kids swinging around, telling them it's a sword, is just all glass in the house immediately shatters. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. So what about your joinery window? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm making a um, – my my live series on the channel is all about joints right now. So I'm making a joinery window, which is uh, basically – it used to be the the challenge for um, apprentices turning into – well, different people say it was at different points in the, in the stage. Uh, but basically, it was one of those things that if it was done well, you knew that there was a lot of skill into it. And it is six – um, six boards creating a, a four panel window and um, uh, all of the nine joints at the nine intersections of the six boards have a different joint. Um, so half lap and uh, bridle joint and mortise and tenon and dovetail and uh, a splined miter and a few other things like that. So it's a great way to experience and practice different joints without making anything that's really all that uh, necessary, I guess. <laughs> and and so that, that each week on the the live video I'm going into full detail on one of the joints so it's like an hour long video of and seeing every bit of the process so you get to see all of the mistakes I make all of the problems I run into 
and how it all comes together. And so it's, it's, I think a lot of people like to see it because in YouTube you see a lot of the perfection and it's, it, it, it's hard to actually show the problems. Uh, whereas with the live video, um, it's very easy to show off the problems. And like, yeah, I made a mistake here. Maybe next time I'll do it this way instead. And it's a, just a really good learning experience for most people. So yeah, if you want to see that, go to my, uh, my channel. Yeah. I just posted it also in the live chat. Um, but, uh, Oh, I also forgot my video this week. Um, I just put it out last night. Uh, it was a film school Friday, but it was on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and it was because uh, both Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon both put out their initial reviews of the DJI Ronin S 3X's gimbal um, that's available for pre-sale right now. And I had the Axun A1 3X's gimbal in my shop for the last two weeks and I've been playing around with it and I was like, well, if they're putting out those videos, I should put out my video. So that's the reason I put it out on a Wednesday. Um, but that gimbal is just, uh, it's incredible. It's so fun. So fun to shoot with like the footage that comes out is just buttery and smooth. And now it's hard to put your camera back on a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> um, but-, but I actually use it um, more so as like a motorized uh like a motorized pan and tilt oh, device yeah. um because it has it's it comes with an app well yeah it comes with an app with your phone that you can do motion control and time lapse and so you can set point you can set 20 points on a path so you can go i usually go a to b um but you could go a b c d e f g and the gimbal would go to, from point A to B and then B to C and then C to D um, all while you're recording. So it's a great way to add motion to my footage in my shop, like for something that is kind of boring, like sanding. Yeah. Um, you could have it just kind of pan, you know, right to left as you're sanding and it makes it an incredibly more dynamic shot. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun playing with that. Cool. Well, we have uh, one question in the chat this week uh, from the duck. Gotta love it when uh, Ducksworth gets in here. Um, <laughs> what tools uh, do you see as tools that help you in the shop? For example, a paintbrush that I use for cleaning out planes and uh, wood joints. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about that. It's like I, I, I was um, a while ago looking for a brush to uh, clean out planes, and I bought the Lee Nielsen brush, which I really like. Um, and they, they make this specialty brush for cleaning out planes. It's really kind of my, my one <laughs> Lee Nielsen tool that I can afford. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, um, I lost it and I couldn't. And so for a while, I, I just didn't brush out my planes, which really isn't a problem. It's just they look dirty. And I'm thinking, you know, a, a paintbrush, that's that's a fantastic idea. I hadn't even thought about that. I'll have to have to grab that. But as to like tools that I use for other uses in the shop, I, I don't know. Um, I've got probably my number one most liked tip in any of my videos is the dollar store bag of drinking straws for cleaning out, uh, squeeze out on yes. glue on the inside of joints, uh, like on the inside corners. Uh, the straw conforms to the to the walls of the joint, and you can get really deep down in there, and it makes clean out uh, just. Super simple, and it costs a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, we actually had another question uh, uh, that came in through Instagram right now. Let me, um, this is from John made it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, it's a long, longer question. So I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, he, he got into cycling. Um, but his question is, what do you guys do, if anything, to stay healthy? And how do you stay fit in and around the work, uh, around work and the workshop? Um, this is a great question for James, uh, because you're like a fitness nut. Um, I actually, I dislike exercise. I, I don't, I'm not a, I don't find it fun. I know some people like they get in the zone and they hit that, you know, and like, they just love it. I have yet to find that zone. So I struggle with, with exercise in the shop, but I do try to make myself, uh, exercise lately. I found splitting wood is like the best exercise I can, <laughs> I can make myself do. And I feel like I'm being productive. I guess I'm always starved for time. Um, I have a huge problem with time management and not getting as much done as I want to get done. And I feel like I've always got so much on my plate that I'm not getting things done. So if I'm, if I take time to exercise, I feel like I'm wasting time. And I know that's flawed, a flawed mentality. I know that exercise is important. Uh, but so I'll try to get out and cut and split firewood and I'll climb up the log pile and throw the rounds down and then try to like jog down the pile and then, you know, split a bunch of rounds. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, James, what do you do? (laughs) Well, I, um, most people consider me a runner, although I don't, I, um, I I guess I am a runner because I, you know, I run 60, 70 miles a week. Um, but, uh, I, I never actually enjoyed running until I got to the point where I was doing about a half marathon distance and, and then it suddenly clicked and I was like, Oh, this is fun. Um, I, I, I find more enjoyment in the experimentation about what working at, what different types of working out does for me in different ways and experimenting with body types. And I'm always changing my body type of, you know, from weight building and focusing on one area or another just to experiment and have fun. And I, I find that, that testing and and experimenting at very enjoyable that's the addictive part for me which like right now I'm, I'm experimenting with how far can i run um coming up on a 60 mile race here soon so um so you know you know fitness for me is just is is, is normal life um uh, and, and you know hand tools it's it's a whole other thing because i'm, I'm usually full-blown sweating and uh and, you know using my full upper body on things so it's that's <laughs> <laughs> exercise is different in my shop it's required yeah. that's funny i guess uh like i use my hand planes quite a bit especially with uh I, I you know kind of do it the hybrid method of flattening slabs because i work with a lot of live edge slabs um like this mulberry top uh you know it had a, a pretty fair twist in it uh from corner to corner it was out about three eighths of an inch um so you know i shimmed I kind of like split the difference and shim two corners and then I use my router sled to flatten it, to take off about three sixteenths um, from each corner. And then I jump back into my hand planes to remove those marks because that's way faster than sanding. But yeah, I usually work up a pretty good sweat, um, smoothing stuff like that, you know, big, big work pieces. Um, uh, but very good question. Cause I've been struggling with that. Um, trying to, you know, lose smell bees, and feel healthier. And I know I feel much better when I don't have, you know, the spare tire 
and I don't get as fatigued in the shop and my back doesn't hurt as much. So, um, so very good question. I, I, I normally tell people try and find something that either you enjoy or that challenges you. Um, and usually that takes a bit of experimentation and trying out different things and you never know what you like until you tried it, but, uh, find something that, uh, that, that intrigues you and, uh, it's, it's kind of fun and it may not be the same thing as it, that continues. It's just whatever you feel like at the moment. So, uh, let's jump into the, the creator's photo challenge, which we have this week. Um, yeah. cause, uh, we are um, doing the rule of thirds. That's right. And they're due this week, right? This is the, we're picking, yes, the, we're winner, picking right? the winner right now. So if you right don't now. have it in, right. then too bad. And we actually had a pretty good selection. We did. There's a lot of really cool, uh, really cool images that people came up yes. with. And, uh, I really liked, uh, how people kind of <clears throat> took the rule of thirds and made it very workshoppy. And there are a lot of pictures of, you know, actual rules, you know, that measure things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so James, who do you, who do you, uh, who are your two favorites? I'm going to have to go with, uh, Beaver Woodward, Wood, Beaver Woodshop. Uh, he has this, uh, uh, egg beater drill that is, um, I, I just, it's, it's an antique hand tool and it is a very beautiful hand tool. And I had to pick it because it just, it just drew me in. And out of all the pictures, it was the one that captured my eye. Um, I've, yeah. So thank you. That was mine. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the second one was uh, uh, Hedgehog's Wood Studio. And he had these cutting board handles. Um, it was a very clean, neat shot that uh, would have worked in last week's uh, with the, the minimalist. Uh, but it was just well set up and a good, good shot all around. Yeah, those pizza peels were a, the pizza peels are just nice. Um, they're just good looking pizza peels. Uh, and then just really, he, it was three pizza peels. Um, I think he wanted bonus points for, uh, the rule of thirds. With three. <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. It was very um, appealing. Yeah. So he was also one of my picks. Oh, wow. I, I almost missed that joke. That was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hedgehog Wood Studio was one of my picks as well. Um, for all of the reasons that you just stated. And then uh, the other one was uh, Frog Legs Woodworks, uh, who had two combination squares, both set uh, on those kind of, you know, uh, converging lines in the rule of thirds. And it was also just a simple, uh, simple photograph, uh, very not, no distractions is on his workbench top. Uh, and he gets bonus points because he actually used rules for the rule of thirds. <laughs> um, but I think that's uh, two two for Hedgehog Woodworks, uh, uh, Hedgehog Wood Studio. So and it is my uh, week to it is. Uh, so you, you won, dude. So uh, let's see. I'm going to send him. Remember, he's in Canada, so <laughs> I'm going to send him a card scraper set. So uh, one of my blue wood by right stamped card scrapers uh, with the thumb saver card scraper, which you can see on my website if you want to come and purchase one. Very cool. <laughs> nice, nice, so, um, nice plug. Hedgehog Studios, Hedge, Hedgehog Wood Studios, I'll get in touch with you or you can get in touch with me. Send me your, your address and I will uh, get that sent out to you. Very cool. Um, so I know Zach's not here today. Um, he's, he's dealing with some family some family stuff. Um, but I say we go ahead and announce the next challenge. Uh, 
Are you good with that? Yeah, yeah, James? go for it. Okay. Uh, so this challenge, uh, you'll have two weeks, and the theme is texture. Um, so try to think outside the box. Um, try to look at things uh, differently. Try to look at everyday and mundane things differently. Try to um, introduce texture uh, into your images. Uh, and I could think of a lot of applications, especially in some sort of workshop um, dealing with wood or metal or electronics or anything like that. So two weeks, uh, just use the hashtag creators photo challenge, uh, on Instagram and we will be able to follow those and we will pick our, uh, winner in two weeks. Cool. This is actually turning into a lot of fun. And, uh, for those of you who enter it, it's, it's a pretty decent, uh, cause it's usually like what, 12 to 15 or so actual applications for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have a pretty good chance of winning um, if you just you know push yourself to to think about the challenge and and it, yeah and it doesn't need to be on a professional DSLR although that does help um, you know you can shoot it with your iPhone or your Android or something like that. I generally but, shoot with my phone. Yeah, I try not to because <laughs> uh, I try not to be as a photographer. I try not to you know they say that the best camera is the one that you have on you. Um, but I try to make myself not be lazy and I actually pull out my, my DSLR or my mirrorless cameras and you and, make it the camera, you know, not just, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, we have a, a, a fantastic joke of the week and this is one that I, I, I absolutely love. It comes from uh, Tony Oltman. Um, did you guys hear what happened to me when I wore a respirator the other day? No. Oh, well, I thought no. you would have because it made headlines. Oh, but um, bum. <laughs> I, I love that one. That's, that's so good. That's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so, if you want to have your joke, uh, feel free to send it to us, and we will uh, we'll add that in there. And uh, thank you, Tony. That was that was a good one. I, I like that one. Um, let's see. What are we uh, watching, uh, reading, or interesting as well? What do you got? Uh, hey, I'm just responding. Well, then fine. I'll go. Okay, you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was, uh, um, I'm trying to remember, I, I was trying to find out who sent this to me, but someone sent me, sent me a link uh, from Midway USA, uh, a YouTube channel, and they had a video on um, gunsmithing, uh, particularly making the checker uh, texture on a gun stock, uh, which, you know, if you're, if you're in metalworking, it's called knurling, um, and it's, it's kind of this hash marking um, but I, I'd never thought about how was that done before. And I'm looking at it from a carving standpoint and thinking, wow, making all those straight lines perfectly parallel would just be an absolute pain. Um, and so it really kind of fascinated me. Fascinated me. It was about a 20, 25 minute long video going into great deal to detail on how to make these lines perfectly straight and do it completely freehand. Uh, fascinating, fascinating video, at least for me it was. Um, so definitely worth, worth checking out. So how do you, I mean, I'm going to go watch the video, but how, so what was the, the trick to getting them perfectly parallel and freehand? Uh, well, there's actually, they make these, these tiny files. They're, they're, they're basically files that are um, designed for it. And they, they, they come in a, a set of different sizes and shapes, um, but most of them have a, a dual pair. And so there's one skate that is that has no teeth in it. And then the other skate has teeth in it. So you can ride off of the previous line, keeping them uh, in parallel. 
um, really interesting tool set. And I want to I want to go find them now and see if I can fit that into some project because it was just a um, very inspirational video. Very cool. Uh, what you got? Well, I just found uh, Manor Wood. Uh, he is a uh, professional woodworker in the UK, and he uh, did a video part one on how to make a Western red cedar hot tub. And he starts with uh, live edge, small slabs of Western red cedar, which I didn't know that they grew Western red cedar in the UK, but he says that they do, uh, which I thought was kind of a mind thing, uh, you know, hurt my brain a little bit that they grew Western red cedar, you know, East of, uh, of the United States in the UK when we can't even grow it in the East. Um, but, uh, it was really super cool. Uh, he took it down, took down the live edge slabs into dimensional lumber, um, milled it all up, uh, and then put a, uh, cove and I guess you'd call it cove and bullnose or cove and roundover edge on these, you know, two inch thick slabs with a big shaper and then, uh, put dados in the bottoms of it all. And, uh, it just broke it down into a really, it sounds like a, a, an intense project, but he made it look like super, super simple. And I was like, Oh, well I'll just go make a hot tub now. Um, but it was, it was a really cool video. And, uh, now I want to make a, that's a project that's been on my list for a while is I want to make a, a hot tub, um, and make it like a, a Cooper barrel, like a half barrel. Oh wow! Okay, um, so that's that'd be fun. <laughs> that's very cool. I've actually I've had the idea to make a hot tub for a long time. I've got buddies over in West Virginia, and they are you know uh, river guides on on the New River, uh, you know whitewater rafting and things. And they've all got their uh, you know their cool cabins that they you know that are like right on the New River Gorge, and a bunch of them have made you know because they'll they'll they're they make them portable you know because they break down um and then you kind of build them on site uh so i saw a couple of theirs and i was like oh that's pretty cool um but i don't know how i would fill it <laughs> <laughs> cool let's get on to our uh favorite tool of the week um mine is actually the uh the Kuntz round bottom spoke shave um i don't know if Kuntz is how you pronounce it k-u-n-z um but uh it's a Coons makes these, uh, they, they also make a cabinet scraper and spoke shaves and some of the older style things, but they make them new and they do a fairly decent job for the price. They're, they're relatively cheap and, uh, and good all around tools. But the, the round bottom spoke shave is kind of my, my go-to tool for when there is no other tool to do something because having a round bottom, you can get into all these nooks and crannies and in making the whistle this week, it, it was just a, a extremely useful tool. Um, and on, on top of that, the, the round bottom really makes it so you, you have to learn how to hold the spoke shave because you have far more control over it. You can roll it back and forth to make a heavier and deeper cut. Whereas with the flat bottom, you're, you're locked to the, the, the sole, the depth you want. It's just a, a very fun tool once you once you actually master it. Yeah, I'd like to pick one of those up. Um, and just to just to clarify, when James says round bottom, it's the sole of the essentially the sole. I guess you'd call it the sole of yeah. the of the shave, um, not the blade. It's a straight blade, straight knife, straight iron. Sorry, it's a straight iron um, with a with a convex uh, sole on the yeah. on the shave. So front to back, not, yeah, not side to side. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to pick one of those up. That looks like a cool tool, and I've definitely had the need for it where I can't, like, can't get my flat bottom shave into somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like it just isn't cutting, and I you know can't advance the iron anymore just to get that little bit. Yeah, it, it, it takes a bit to learn because you, you, you roll it backwards and forward to engage the blade, and you can engage the blade more and more and more. Um, and so you can take a very f- fine, wispy shaving and then just roll it back just a hair more and take a heavier shaving, uh, making it very versatile to... To, to, to work at different points in the same work without having to adjust the iron itself. So with that, I guess as you're rolling it, um, you know, to make a certain depth shaving, um, are you then like locking your wrist so you don't roll it more or are you like kind of like, you know, like I, if you're in the live chat. It's, it's one of those things that your wrists just learn over time and you don't really have, you don't really think about it once you you've learned it because you're, most of the time, when you when you grab a round bottom spoke shave, most of the time you're working on a surface that has undulations and it. it's not a perfectly flat, smooth surface. Um, and so your your wrist has to roll with it. And so you're you're always keeping it um, in relation to the work surface as opposed to in relation to your wrist. Um, and so you're you're constantly rolling it and moving it around to to fit different areas of the wood. Very cool. I'm going to pick one of those up. But a lot of people have, have problems when they first get going because the, you you have to have that rolling motion in the right spot. Otherwise, you you can if you roll it too far forward or too far back, it, it just doesn't cut. You're just running on the sole. Okay. And so, getting used to actually having it at the right angle is kind of tricky for some people, but it's a really worthwhile skill once you learn it. Cool. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, this week, I know I've already done this. Um, I've already featured this tool, but it really is my favorite tool this week. And that is my new uh, A1 three-axis gimbal. This thing is, it's not a drop in the bucket or a drop in the hat. It's, it's 500 bucks, but um, it's, if you're into filmmaking uh, or YouTubing in your workshop, it just, it's so, it's just a lot of fun. So fun. Uh, like it was my daughter's birthday on Tuesday and we got her this, you know, ride on top 12 volt Ram 3500 dually. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I saw it and I was like, Oh man. I, and I looked up the reviews and, uh, there was actually a YouTube video and that's all this guy does is review like these, you know, basically power wheels and, and other brands of ride on top. Uh, you know, and there's a, there's this Ram, uh, 3500 dually, uh, in a tote and a tug of war with the Ford F one fifty, you know, he said, "All right, ready, set, go." And his kids, you know, anyway, I'm I'm trailing off into whatever. It was just really funny. So I, we got uh, uh, so me and my wife and my wife's parents um, went in together and got my daughter this ridiculous ride on truck, and she loves it. But uh, when we gave it to her, you know, we walked outside and I, I had this gimbal. And the footage just looks so buttery smooth of something as simple as, you know, a three-year-old opening a birthday present. Uh, it was just so cool. Anyway. Uh, cool. Well, I think that about does it for this week. Uh, is there anything else we need to add? Nope. Just remember to get your uh, Creators Photo Challenge entries in. You have two weeks. Texture. Looking forward to seeing those. So I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, thank you for that. If you'd like to find out more, patreon.com backslash creators collective. Um, also, uh, if you want to join us live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, we will be uh, here on YouTube and you can join the chat, have your questions answered and become part of the party. So that's about it for this week. Until next time. See ya. See you guys. 
Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.